got a friend, we were having some drinks. He's like, hey, I know how to make a room. I'm like, okay, fine. By the time we finished the drinks, this guy's drawn a layout, an <laughs> inch for the rack and this and this, the, the door arc. I'm like, what and he's are like, you talking? You need seven two by fours, three sheets of drywall. And we're like, thank God you're here because we don't know nothing. And it's yeah. COVID, so everything is drive-by pickup. So yeah. you can't even ask anyone anything. You just yeah. have to right. in order and just hope that that's so all you So he need. was pretty much God sent. Welcome to the Golden Nuggets of Real Estate Investing, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve financial freedom through real estate. We'll be discussing the most important lessons or better known as the Golden Nuggets of Real Estate Investing, entrepreneurship, and personal finance with new and experienced investors to help you get into real estate investing or scale up your portfolio. So make sure to tune in. What's going on, everyone? It's Ross Nadai. I'm a real estate agent, an investor, and host of the Golden Nuggets podcast. Welcome to episode six, part two. If you have not listened to part one of this episode, I highly recommend going back as we drop a ton of Golden Nuggets for you and continue the conversation here in part two. Before we begin, I want to give you a quick update on my latest project in Sarnia. If you follow me on Instagram, you would know that I closed on two triplexes in Sarnia just a couple weeks ago which I bought on MLS way under market value. If you know me, you know that I always stick to my numbers and always make my money on the buy. I do not just buy because of the fear of missing out and just buy my money on anything. I ensure that I'm able to cash flow and pull all my money out using the burn method. It was not easy, but I was able to work out a cash for key deal with the tenants that I assumed, and I'm very happy to announce that we'll have vacant possession end of this month to start the renovations. I'm super excited and can't wait to share the progress with you. I'm very active on Instagram and Facebook, so make sure to follow me to get the updates. Now, let's get back to part two of this episode, which is mainly focused around the mindset of an investor. Folks, I know numbers and progress and all seem very sexy, but what gets the job done is your mindset. We talk about the importance of being a renaissance man and putting in some sweat equity to understand renovation costs and the big ticket items to look out for. You learn the importance of frugality and why you should not lease or finance a car, the importance of investing in yourself, and most importantly, doing the little tasks every day that will compound and make a huge difference in the long run. Last but not least, we tackle how to do an Airbnb and what makes a good Airbnb business. If you like this podcast and have gotten any value out of it, please help me reach as many eyes and ears as possible by following my Instagram page and sharing this podcast across all social media. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave me a five-star review. If you are watching on YouTube, leave me a comment, like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell so that you can stay up to date on the most recent episodes. Thank you so much for your support. Please enjoy episode six, part two with Ishan and Sid. So that's how we did our second house. And now we are managing the stuff. Like we put in sweat equity. We did, we learned how to make a den area into a ha- room in my house in Windsor. Done with that. Got a friend. We were having some drinks. He's like, hey, I know how to make a room. I'm like, okay, fine. By the time we finished the drinks, this guy's drawn a layout, <laughs> inch for the rack and this and this. The the door arc. I'm like, what? And he's Are like, you, you need seven two by fours, three sheets of drywall. And we're like, 
thank God you are here because we don't know nothing and it's yeah. COVID, so everything is drive by pickup. So yeah. you can't even ask anyone anything. You just yeah. have to right. in order and just hope that that's so all you need. So he was pretty much God sent, and then we told him, "We got to pay. We'll pay you. Just teach us." So right. we learned the skill. We did it. We we made it like a friendly, happy. Fun session instead of going and constructing. We are like we're just enjoying it after five p.m. until midnight, and then working our nine to five next day. So it was fun. And then we learned all this. We came to Cambridge after we rented the whole place out. We uh-huh. got back to Cambridge. We picked up the tools. Ishan and Sid renovated the whole studio unit downstairs, from bathroom to kitchen to yeah, you name it. It was like, like almost a gut. Yeah, we did everything. It took five months, but Hey, I did not have money, as I told you, right? So <laughs> might as well use my time. My time was was less valuable. That yeah, that's right? that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, have you guys ever read the uh, the book called Early Retirement Extreme? Sorry, Early Retirement. The book Extreme. Early Retirement I Extreme. Extreme. I saw it in your post. That's the first book actually I read. Matt McIver said that that's the Bible for financial freedom and all that. I read that book. Yeah. blew my mind away understood that i got to read it again cuz some concepts you won't understand on the first it's, book i agree it, it's not an easy read it's, it's, it's like a you kind of have to really really read slowly to grasp the knowledge but yeah. one of the things the reason why i bring that up is is exactly what your two point is called the renaissance man so renaissance man yes so the, the idea of the renaissance man is is being able, being skilled in multiple avenues right so Often, what we do is we trade our time for money. We have a nine-to-five job, and then what we do is, oh, there's a plumbing issue. Oh, you know what? I don't have to fix that. I'm gonna call a plumber. You're gonna spend three hundred dollars. Now you're gonna be like, oh my god, I'm broke. I gotta make the three hundred dollars. So what are you gonna do? You're gonna put more time and more hours trying to make that money back, where when you could have turned around, learned the skills, did it yourself, saved yourself money, and you are, you essentially have another skill that you could potentially go and help someone else out and make extra money. So yeah, that's the whole absolutely. idea of it. Absolutely. So, and, and and another thing to add to that, back in our day, during World War and all those times, our ancestors did not have the liberty, the freedom to pursue what they wanted. They had to do whatever was given to them. Mm-hmm. So just thinking of that, if I was back in that day, I wouldn't make a fuss about this. Oh, I have a six-figure job. I'm still <laughs> below my pay grade. Like, no, man, no. You got to learn some things, like bring something to the table. He also emphasizes in somewhere over there, you're making an omelet every day, right? And then he's like, "Oh, there's new omelet maker which is fancy. You just put it oh, in, and then right, you might have read it too." So he's like, "They're charging you to buy things which you don't need it in the first place. It'll take two more minutes for you to make the omelet on the pan, right? So why do you want to buy this fancy omelet maker to just save those two minutes, like?" They're just, just like, yeah. I I totally agree. Yeah, I, I think overall, he, he, yeah, it's just it's a fantastic book. Again, it's it's not yeah. easy to read, but I highly recommend anybody looking into it. Absolutely, it really puts everything into perspective because we yes. we we are in a in a world where it's, it's consumerism, right? Where we're we're building right. today by this, by this, by this. This is going to make your life easier. Uh, one of the yeah. other ones, uh, one more point I want to finish was please, was, please. was uh, uh, the cars. You the said, cars. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, said, yeah. Now you have the transportation tool so you can travel far, but now you're living further. So are you saving time? No. <laughs> oh, man. You're paying more to put on gas to drive another hour and make your commute even longer where you should be closer to work, closer to the city. So you don't even need a car. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then and the fact that like exercise and then this like you're using your body, you're you're staying fit also. He adds that aspect as well. I love it because you're talking about that book and someone is reciprocating on the same frequency. It's like <laughs> it's like joy to my heart right now. Absolutely no, and that's what it's all about. You know, like so books I absolutely love, right? So yeah. uh, speaking of, of which, I mean, uh, I know you touched on on Rishad for that, and I know you've also read Slide Edge. Love Slide that. Book. Edge. Oh, beautiful, Amazing. wonderful. That's yeah. a very easy read. That one I really recommend for anybody who's trying to just yeah. get an idea. It's it's a very it's a very enjoyable uh, book. It talks about little uh, scenarios, stories, kind of paints the picture. It's it's about, although it's all about the same thing. It just yeah. thrills really hard when you when you read it. It's very, I I would like to deep. emphasize on that point when you said that it's really the same thing. What happens is a newbie reader. It's the same thing what he said in the previous chapter. Why do I need to learn again? Like there are ten more chapters. He's just going to make a fuss about that. Yeah. No, you're practicing and exercising your brain to ingest that and digest it over and over and over and over again. And so creating this aura it. in your brain. You're, you're training your brain and mind. It works weird. Like yeah. you're training them to re- make sure they understand the crooks of it. and they don't forget so please don't leave it at chapter first thinking that you're smarter <laughs> than the world just keep doing that along with that you read a book recently i read it before think and grow rich by yeah. napoleon hill yeah production production fantastic so, such a good fantastic book, book. must yeah. read for everyone please yeah. read that book think and grow rich that's that's literally yeah. my next one on the list yeah. uh, you have to <laughs> i have it but i'm going to start yeah. reading that yeah yeah i'll tell you what you will read that book more than once 100% every year you should read some books are there which you should yeah. read every year just to remember what things were there how they totally were and i mean like when you are at a different stage of your life you you ingest the data in a different way you uh, might make more sense out of it yeah. right yeah and yeah. regarding real estate i would say one of the things when i was getting started and i was not understanding how to do arv how to do rehab cost because no one's going to come and teach me right so there was this book called uh, uh, how to estimate your rehab by j scott he's uh, a part of bigger pockets so he wrote that book although it's associated with the american uh, american standards right. but the basic idea is pretty much the same the shingles asphalt metal roof metal roof 40 years that's it you see a house with metal roof You understand something which the other guy will never understand. So you are one yeah. step ahead. Okay, yeah. go see under the roof. Where do I see under the roof? See under the roof where there is shade, where it doesn't get enough sunlight. Is there some leakage? Okay, there is no leakage. It's good. Small, small things build up. But you would not go and read the book because it's freaking boring. If it's boring, <laughs> then how are you going to succeed? Like these are the things which not even someone will teach you with money, right? So, I know. It, it's it's not taught in school. Things. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And then that's the thing. It's, it's self-education, self-paced, right? Like you have to learn whether it's watch. And that's the thing. There's so many mediums. It's not even okay. If you don't yeah. enjoy reading a book, go watch YouTube videos. Go listen to podcasts. Like yeah. there's so many other ways to consume information. It's absolutely incredible. Go to meetups. Just speak yeah. to other folks. They tell you their stories. They tell you their. Uh, so it's just endless. Like it, it, it should never be a blockage for anybody that says, "Oh, you know what? I don't have to do this." There. Let's that's, let's let's, let's add idea. a few points. Let's add a few points for the view, listeners and viewers. Okay, yeah. when you are buying a house, newbie, you don't know. First thing, which are the big ticket items? Look for that roof. Look for the roof, whatever type of roof it is. Based on that, how many years can it go for, and which year is it at? Based on when it was done. 
just subtract it and think like okay can i sustain it for 2 to 3 years good if you can sustain it for 3 years appreciation will take care comfortably don't worry about that just think of 2 to 3 years which is another big ticket item hvac 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 roughly cost like 3 grand hvac ac together cost 5 to 6 grand maybe so that's also a big expense just try to see okay if that was done recently if it's ages 8 to 10 years you got it within 5 years 3 years you're good easy two expense done what's the next thing are you seeing flooring issues okay is it like a foundational issue or is it just like a little bit of flooring issue because that's two different things if it's not foundational then you're good again it can sustain you for can two to three years it. that's pretty much it and then downspouts water management you will see downspouts coming from the gutter coming down and the water is just been spit out yeah. at the foundation of your house Yeah. and then after 2 years you're thinking that why is there leakage in the basement yeah it's not <laughs> you, you got to extend it outside yeah, away from it. the house so yeah. that it doesn't keep pouring water in your foundation and eventually cracks it down so so for the newbies if you're looking at a property and you look at these few points you are safe how safe you are you are safe like your ass getting whooped at least that part is safe like yes yeah. you won't get enough cash flow some tap repair or something that's part and parcel of life don't worry about that but right. you're on a big scheme of things you're not asking your papa mummy or anybody like oh i need some money i'm like dying here this no yeah. nothing like that's going to happen so please do this to emphasize how important this is the downspout part uh, do you know this guy who's that guy who does multi million multi casey wong. wong the legend of multi families yes he got a house he got a multi family sorry house is not there in this language <laughs> multi family okay he he saw that there is a issue with the the water dripping in the house and all that so he subsidized nearly 50 to 70000 dollars on the house just because of the water leakage and what not okay in the basement okay yeah. he bought the house for 50 to 30 70000 dollars less for the cost because there was a water leakage in the house and what he does after he buys the purchase the house he just directs the downspout away from the house 600 dollars 60000 dollars profit in his pocket so simple simple small things like you know these come a long way to your homework make sure you have all the basic expenses lined up then once you're you're safe go for it go for it just jump in the water close your eyes and jump that's pretty yeah. much it yeah oh, you guys brought up some excellent points yeah so anybody who's kind of looking to understand that definitely what was the name of the book again so we can just recommend that to them how to estimate rehab costs by how to estimate Jay scott from bigger bigger pocket bigger pockets yeah perfect and yeah. another another golden nugget i would like to drop for our listeners is please 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 don't buy a, a car on monthly oh. car payment please or mortgage please never do that before you start buying houses yes. like that is the worst thing you can do to hamper your buying capacity why is that sir like how like if i buy a car yeah, so and i'm my lease payment of the car is 200 to 300 dollars i don't yeah. have a problem paying 300 dollars why do you think that's a problem but that reduces your buying capacity by how much 5000 dollars no then uh i think 30 30 30 to 40000 dollars just like 200 dollars monthly payment reduces your buying capacity yeah by 30 40000 dollars now sometimes 30 40000 dollars is not a lot but sometimes yeah. when you're trying to get into a market which is super hot right that might just make it or break it yeah. that just 
that just might kick you from the detached house section to the semis or from semis to townhouse. the townhouse yeah. now personally like we had bought the bmw <laughs> outright and yeah. then i i fucked it up because of my mistakes and then when we sold it it's okay yeah we got a 2005 honda accord yeah with yeah. 3 lakh kilometers already on it yeah and it is at 360 right now sitting in my driveway right and like I just made 110k this year just by this one house. How many Honda Accords can I buy, or how many Beamers <laughs> can I buy with that money? But right. if I had like a fancy as BMW on car payments, maybe right. I wouldn't be able to purchase right. this house. Maybe I had to buy a townhouse yeah. yeah. where I wouldn't be able to house it properly, and yeah. I wouldn't even get this 110k appreciation. Would probably make this 40-50k appreciation. So, so basically, he's saying is 200 dollars of payment is small in your books, but when you're getting a loan from the bank the bank says a big risk right because of the other payments accumulated together yeah and you know why that is because they look they look at the payment as a whole so they look right. at the value of the car right so when you purchase a property yeah. sure you pay 200 a month but that car is probably worth 40000 right. so they yeah, exactly. not the yeah. month and then you have to also remember you get like x amount so you get 4 grand a month and they are think they are trying to estimate what amount of mortgage you can pay comfortably making sure you get money to eat food just room outside drink make all other payments and stuff yeah. so suddenly that 200 400 when it gets in there per month it just reduces the amount you can pay per month for mortgage correct, correct. and that kind of hampers your yeah. buying capacity so as you suggested it's a absolutely. house the cost of the whole car instead of just the monthly payment For sure, and then to to point just earlier about like you know being able to afford a car, yeah, I I think it is again it's shift the mentality. I'm so glad you yeah. guys are on that page because it's like you don't care what people think of you. Like I can no. go drive, I can go get a a Ferrari and park it outside my car, but what does that really do? Who am I trying to impress? Yeah, is that going to set me up for for uh, you know success in the future, or is that going to put me pull me back from from mm-hmm. which one is it, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like I, I see people putting themselves in in tight positions where they'll buy cars which they cannot afford, and they are making payments which they really can't afford. And then when there is an expense, they are like, "Fuck, two thousand dollars. How do I manage it?" <laughs> right, right now, I can. If my car breaks down, I can just throw it and get a new one, and it wouldn't even. I wouldn't even feel the pain because it's that cheap. Yeah, to your points, like yeah, if you can change people's lives in any way, shape, or form, even if there's one listener listening in, and tomorrow says, "Oh, you know what? I'm not gonna buy a car because Sid and Ishan said not to." <laughs> we we gotta win here. That's it. Absolutely. <laughs> like, just think, just think. In my perspective, I'm making six figures. He's making six figures, and yeah. we are rolling in a 2005 Honda Accord. Yeah. Which which has 350,000 clicks on it. Like, do you think I cannot afford it? Yeah, and, and you know There's what? Something that. that just turns the yeah. you know i want my baby to go in his first car this merc or whatever the best car that is so i'm getting yeah. the foundation but yeah. at the same time he should learn from me and himself what yeah. needs to be done the proper way not just like get it right yeah, yeah. you don't want to like spoil the, spoil them and just give them everything and anything i i think eventually we're all going to be able to teach the financial literacy and, yeah. and and get them to think for themselves right they understand right. what asset what liability is but Yeah, no, for sure. No, those those are really, really, really great points and very important. And 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 uh, yeah, thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's a lot of information for people to take in, but it's very fantastic information, yeah. especially when you yeah. start off. We don't know any of this stuff, right? I'm sure you guys no. had to do 
oh, thankfully you got some some guidance, but for other folks, they don't know, right? So they go face that uh, situation, yeah. they won't learn, right? So it's good to that's, like- that's, that's why we have podcast. Thank you to you for bringing it out <laughs> to the people. Had you not reached out to us, had we not connected with you, yeah. someone in that home is now not going to buy a car, is going yeah. to take all those lines of credit, is going to take purchase plus improvements, renovations, money, affordability. We yeah. are setting someone's career. Like, I don't know how someone's many, but I don't care. Like, we're having a good conversation. And people. that's what it is, right? Like, we, we yeah. talked about this earlier. Like, we, we, we love that our community is so giving. So now we feel yeah. like, okay, we have something under our, our belt. Why not give that back yeah. and help other yeah. folks, right? And that's, that's the growing, growth mindset. Like, I used to think, and I'm sure you guys went through this too. Yeah. I had, like, the whole scarcity mindset. Oh, I can't tell so and so my secret mm-hmm. because then they're going to come in into my market and then they're going to, you know, take over the properties. The more you share, yeah. the more you get. It's it's an incredible thing in this world, right? So the more I, I talk to you guys about, oh, how I'm doing or how you guys are doing, the more I learn and the more we, we bounce up ideas, the more successful yeah. you get. And that's just how it works in this world. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I was like, we are coaching, currently coaching under Corey McKinnon. And I was watching one of his videos where he breaks down if you are living 75 years, you only have this much years out of which one third of your years you'll just spend sleeping away. And then one third, you will probably have time to spend with family and one third you're working away. Now you've got to make sure you work really hard, you know? Correct. And yeah. So he's, he's saying like, if you're thinking like, oh, I'm tired, I don't have time, it's boring. Okay. It's one third of whatever lifespan you have. One third of lifespan, what he has one third of lifespan what you have for work right do whatever the best you can like yeah. don't waste time like if you're wasting time enjoy that wasting time please don't, don't. <laughs> right. other, than, other than the money the most important vehicle is your body yeah the amount of stress you give for a couple pennies couple hundred dollars is not worth for your best vehicle that's your body and your mind your soul just, just live a relaxed life. Like if I have tenancy issues also, now I stopped giving zero Fs right now. Like it yeah. will pass. Like everything will pass. Why? Because I'm taking care of myself. Today, my girlfriend texted me, Ishan, I know that you're not exercising that much, which is okay. But just go exercise for that five minutes, for one minute. Nobody needs to do for seven hours. Right. I thank her for that message that I exercise today because someone is trying to trust me and and is is appreciating the fact that I can do whatever I can do because someone else can go one hour for him. It's like nothing to go for two hours. Also mm-hmm. for me getting that one hour, the, the one minute, the barrier is more effort, effortful. So, so just do little things, just do small things in a relaxed manner. Just, just make, she, she teaches about just going off topic, sorry, but she teaches about something called an inner child. Everyone has an inner child. They have gone through some traumas or some issues growing up. You try to hide it, but you cannot hide it. They come out based on triggers and issues. So what what, what the point was that even if Ishan is running behind $100 million, $1 million, this house, it doesn't make any value if I cannot sleep at night calmly, if I'm not happy and content in myself. So you got to take care of the most important vehicle. That's your your body and soul, other than real estate, which is good, but just to add on that like whenever you think of buying something which you don't really need you just kind of want it like latest iphone the yeah. latest air jordans like right. divide that price based on what dollar per hour you get and then don't look at it as a dollar amount because dollar amount is doesn't feel anything nowadays and like 
us where everything is tap just eat like pay and stuff you don't Correct. even hand cash like when you hand cash you feel the pain of oh, oh yeah 1000 going away you know you don't feel oh, that anymore sure. remove the card tap it you walk away you don't even know you spend like 2 grand right yeah. so in this time like just break it down into how much dollars per hour you get paid and yep. then break it down into okay i got to work 3 days to get an iphone or or 80 hours or 100 hours to get an iphone correct do i really want that iphone real bad yeah i might just spend that 100 hours with my family yeah and if you feel like time is of the essence for you and you are in that part of the journey then you got to prove it with the value you are getting or implementing with the money and whatever to prove it like prove it okay then it's a different talk altogether but we are just talking about when you're getting started and you're making some yeah. dumb decisions just just to put you on the right spot safe safe zone yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah the lower things count right like uh, as we as you mentioned like there are the things that are easy to do and they're as easy not to do right so exercises that like that right that's that's a big one and it's it's actually so factual and so true and i and i'm on this throughout the same journey like uh and we we tend to like have always excuses right around why we don't want to do certain things like for me i'm guilty of not working out for the past i'll say 3 4 months like i live in a condo so i have a gym and everything but everything is locked down like everything's shut down i can't use it so i was in the hope so you know what i don't have the equipment i'm paying the monthly fees oh no you know what the gym is going to open tomorrow 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 guess what it's been 4 months and i have anything right So I got to the point where I'm like, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to just yeah. take a bunch of dumbbell sets even if I can do 10 minutes a day. That's better than doing absolutely nothing. Like and that the compound effect. And it really does. Like I I I start waking up early. Like my routine is literally I wake up first thing in the morning, like early around 6:30, 7 o'clock in the morning. I meditate for like 5-10 minutes, right? And then I read. I love reading in the morning. Like I'm so I love consuming information first thing in the morning because my mind is fresh. Then I exercise a little bit, I shower and guess what? I'm working. And then I'm I'm set for the day. Like I you want to get one of those hardest challenges done first thing in the morning. For me, I'm a morning and I love it. I that works really well for me. That may not work for you, but that be that be something you can uh, explore, yeah. Yeah, yeah so Absolutely. when we were staying in Toronto downtown and we were working in Mississauga, we were called the retards who are doing the other way around instead of staying for cheap or there in mississauga or somewhere <laughs> we're staying in toronto but we 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 uh, we love the personality development aspect and being out there embracing the city the culture which is like new for us so it's like a kid in a candy shop like oh why would i leave the candy shop just to save some money while my life is draining away years are going by i understand that but so we used to travel from toronto beat the traffic we used to leave at 5 a.m. hit the gym by 6 6:30 then we're done with gym by 7:30 8ish take a shower at the gym and then go to the office at 9 i feel like i've conquered the day take a But shower do steam yeah sauna yeah everything cold plunge and everything. then 9 9 9:30 we're going to office like oh my god i just had a wonderful spa day yeah and that's But like every day if if you were a close friend of mine and you visited my place where i was staying in a room it was such a shabby place it had a little bit of mold in the bathroom Funny story. Six months we stayed there. We never took a shower over there. Oh my god! This was our excuse to go to the gym every freaking morning, every single day. Now wow. life gives you shit. You turn it into fertilizers. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's 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 important right there. <laughs> wow. 
I, I want you to copyright that one. I love it. <laughs> no, for real. Like there was mold in the key washroom yeah. and it was made for or Ishan so, when he was a kid to be precise yeah, like, to friend <laughs> everybody months, yeah. Monday to Friday every day we are hitting the gym first and then office and yeah. on the weekends now we have a reason to go to the gym or also on the weekends so even if we are not in the mood to work out we just yeah. go and stretch for stretch cardio 10 20 30 minutes relax in the spa and then take a shower come back yeah for sure fertilizer man make some fertilizer <laughs> yeah i love it i know we, we kind of kind of digress from the whole real estate thing but it's important it's good yeah. it's good it's yeah, important yeah. like, like Absolutely. I, I love talking about other things too because it's part of life right like real estate is yeah. great but it's like we're not just investors we get we have our own like, like that we face not going to be merry go round for everybody you got to you got to like i'm telling this short story so if you're if you're sacrificing something this guy sacrificed something with a six-figure job. So put yourself over here and, and, and like, oh, your life becomes little comfortable. For what? Just to stay in downtown and improve his personality or grow more as a person, you know? Right. And he's right. connected like, with give the culture. to get something. So the third property we got in Windsor, our JV partner, partner was supposed to close. We went firm on the offer. And for some reasons, again, the student rental issue, the primary resident did not work and whatnots, the deal didn't go through. So the guy we were purchasing the property from, he had a condition like he had to buy another property and that was contingent on the sale of this property, right? So we could have just said like, oh, keep the deposit, bye-bye. But we did not want to get into all that hassle. And we respect the relationship aspect of real estate absolutely more than the money because money will come and go. Being the richest, which we have seen earlier, so we respect the like the relationship, the human aspect to that. So we 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 took the deal ourselves, and we did private lending for that. We mm-hmm. quickly closed the deal because we did not have planned to buy this. So we did a private lending. We closed on it. It still cash flows at seven percent interest only payment, but now we are tweaking the strategy to get it a refinance from a a lender and right. then take it on from there. Then it's going to cash flow fifteen hundred somewhere around that ballpark wow. nearly. So that's the strategy. So it was a short uh, kick in the butt, I would say, wake up call, like things go south, don't buy firm. But uh, yeah, learned our lesson. Yeah, real estate has its highs and lows. But yeah. you should always remember, it's so forgiving that even if we decide to sell property today or mm-hmm. later or whenever, we are not at a loss. And even if you're at a loss, you met so much from different other properties that it doesn't even matter to be honest. Like real yeah. estate, yeah. so forgiving. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then, so piggyback on that. So, so, I, so far, you said you had, I guess, two student rentals and and yeah. primary residence. So, and yeah. what, what what about the fourth one? What is the fourth strategy? So the fourth one, uh, fourth one, we closed today. What's the date today? 7th? No, 14th. January 14th. 14th of January. We were supposed to close on 7th, but it got messed up. So we had to push it to close on 14th. We signed the papers with the seller a year back in February or March sometime to give them the comfortability of closing whenever they want. These are a group of uh, Chinese landlords who I respect from back in the day when I did not have money to pay the rent. Can I give you later? So he's like, cool. Because you helped me with some other stuff, fixing something, kind person, studying. So this guy, when I went to him in November 2019, I tried to his purchase his property for $280,000. A little backstory to this JV deal, right? 
2019 November, hey, I'm here to purchase properties. The landlord is like, wow, you've become big and whatnot. Like, awesome. So what can, when can I purchase this property? He said, like, uh, this property, I'll give it to you for 270 or 280 Now, I have memories with this property. I stayed in the room in basement without any light. And the exhaust was going directly to the kitchen. So I had these humble beginnings of living in the cheapest room, in the cheapest area, no window, basement, small, tiny, just one bed and whatnot. Today, I want to buy this property. Yeah. It's just like, and I think like that was you know? the first place where I stayed in. Yeah. And I came to Canada and we are here to yeah. buy that property. He was now. like, did you call me to stay over here? Like, why did you call me to Canada? <laughs> We are a humble beginning. So now I'm trying to buy this property fast forward six years. 20, 2019, I go and talk to him like, hey, I want to buy this seriously. So he's like, okay, I'll give you for 280-ish. So I'm like, no, 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 give it for 275. So I'm fighting for $5,000. Newbie, Sean. Sid is very, very newbie. And then uh, we are like, okay, let's talk about it. We are, we are trying to continue. Well, the real estate market in Windsor was that time picking up slowly, like slowly. The student rental had not picked up. It was just picking up. Right. This guy goes to China for two months to uh, get rid of his uh, properties. Yeah, he liquidates his properties back in China. So he comes back after two months. Fast forward December, January, he's here. By that time, the real estate market is going crazy. Like shitty properties is going for crazy values mm-hmm. in student rentals. So this analysis of cash flow was suddenly like, hey man, my cash flow number is coming weird at this price. So he understands that and he's telling me, oh, did you know that property sold for this much? That property sold for that. Now in March, what's happening is he's asking $320,000 for the same property where we started wow. the negotiation for two eighty. dollars And then we were scrambling for mere $5,000, 5, right? Oh so my now God. even give him that $320,000 firm, no condition, because I remember staying in that freaking room in the basement, right? So uh-huh. I want to buy this shit. So I buy that. He signed the papers. He's like, I'll sign it and we'll get done with it tomorrow. And then some lady in the evening comes from Brampton and she puts an offer for $350,000. She just comes and asks, like, is it for rent? Because she's seen that symbol. And then do you want to sell? And she just puts an offer. These people don't understand they just put an offer like they've not done this market study or whatever right right and this chinese lady and landlord is like whoa 350 all right let's get it so they're pretty old they didn't understand there was a conditional clause now it's like a student boarding like a boarding house so the banks won't finance and all that kind of shit like like the new buyers wanted it like vacant possession and the current landlord didn't want to worry with seven different leases seven (laughs) students like he didn't give so pretty much they didn't know what's going on when they came to know but now they're thinking like oh it's worth 350 so your offer is off the table so i'm like all right fine we'll get you someone who wants to buy the house at that price we got someone. And I think throughout the whole process, Austin was helping us and guiding us Yeah, throughout the whole process because we were quite newbie and we weren't I understanding think, how yeah. to close the property, right? Yeah, yeah. So we helped another person buy the house. Then we became friends with that person who closed this house. Now we're talking to the seller. Hey, I sold, I helped you sell the house. Right. What do you have for us? So they're like, oh, we have 10 or 15 properties. We only sell one per year because of capital gain, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, all right. Which are you selling next? So we go and ask, can you do a viewing? Like we did viewing that day itself. We 
you put an offer 290k that's what you want 290k then she goes home and she is thinking oh i asked him and she gave it this is not ishan which we know so maybe we should up the value then she comes back 320k like okay 30k extra all right then we accepted that also she's like no 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 330k is the last because my husband is saying no and i'm saying yes like making some story 330k we locked that property for and now today we are closing 14th of jan the cost of the house in the neighborhood is yeah, nearly roughly. 400k roughly oh my god by wow. itself by itself it's a duplex uh it's a nice building like beautiful mm-hmm. duplex well taken care of built in i think 1960s 70s or something heated flooring in the washroom like it's pretty dope now yeah. i'm trying to get a buyer to buy this house now i go back to that jv partner who couldn't close on that house for right. 5% down right? right now this is a good bird suddenly my brain's working hey buddy instead of 5% down if we put 20 and somehow lock this deal we can pull your money out and then this house will be like not even for 5% down or 8% down after taking into account 20 grand of renovation mm-hmm. that's what your later you'll be stuck at 5 to 8% for 400k of value of the house right. that's like nothing right so right. that's like basically not even 20000 somewhere around that like whatever right so mm-hmm. so I, i'm i'm trying to convince him and then he is like okay but where will we get the funds from i'm like hello lines of credit to nbc <laughs> blah 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 you just need to show the money right to make the deal happen that's what i've learned from these billionaires this yeah. trumps and this rich dad robert you don't have to have the money debt is the money right so yeah. let's leverage the debt we got the house now we're going to he's closed at 20% down we got the funds to him he's going to renovate it another 20 grand he's in like 80 80 90 grand now right you have now. to understand this guy himself like has 50000 line of credit mm-hmm. even before he spoke he spoke to us regarding real estate so he was right. pretty good in the first place yeah yeah yeah, so he's, yeah yeah he's stuck in the deal for $80000 he's got it for 330 yeah. if after renovation we can push it to 420 or something 80% of that will come to 330 mm-hmm. so his renovation money is stuck which is 20 grand yeah so rest of his down payment is out 20 grand for a house of $400,000 that's like 5% down payment technically is put in just 20% equity and what we are asking for him is like share 50% of the profit or profit. loss or loss whatever it is now scarcity mindset would be like f you i'll just buy another house by myself and just get 100% right but you're understanding this guy has paid 5% for a 4000 400000 house with 20% equity so his loan debt servicing ratio like the tds and the gds mm-hmm. is in a very good shape to buy another property absolutely yep. so in banks books he is good there is like multiple faucets to look at this like scarcity mindset would never but he believed us because we helped him with his issues Yeah, and there's a bond of trust. More than that, it's like back in the uni days, like hey, there's a bread at uh, garlic bread in your fridge. Can I have it? He's like, yeah, yeah, go for it. <laughs> so go so, that's how we did our first JV. Yeah. Wow, that's 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 awesome. Yeah. So that's that's the thing. I think for for a lot of folks, like you know, if they want to scale up, for we're talking about you know uh, intermediate to advanced um, investors, that's that's their bread and butter. I mean, it. it I I only know of a very handful of. people that have kind of done it solely on their own um yeah. JV, i think it's just a fantastic opportunity especially yeah. if if you are 
if you guys have your own specialties, right? So somebody could be the one that is doing the renovations. They know the the the, uh, the market a little bit better. Other folks could just be the money partner. They don't want to deal with the headaches. They don't want to do the and and the best part here is like there are some people who want to learn how to get into real estate, correct? But they, right. they are not able to f- connect with people or find gurus who can just help them out. Yeah. The easiest way to learn any skill is either you pay someone mm-hmm. and coach under him or you joint venture with them. Whichever is the easiest, do that. Or provide some value for free. Yeah. Like how we worked yes. with our mentor back when we were starting, we were providing free value, like helping him with whatever we can. So it's not like, oh, he's my uncle's yeah. brother, sister, father, son. Like, hey, teach him. No, that's not how shit works. Might yeah. be in India. Here it doesn't, for sure. So right. Absolutely. Like those little things which you might even know, they say that what you don't know, you don't know. Those little things will put you back a couple years. Like we have scaled very quickly, I think. According to where we started from, we have scaled very quickly to where we are. We have like four properties, six units right now. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I don't think we would have done able to be done. Like we would have accomplished this if we didn't have proper guidance from Uh, once again, shout out to Austin. I can't, I can't shout, give him less shout out, man. Even if nothing like no, I, I, I I am here today because of how he has helped us, nurtured us. Now we are coaching yeah. under Corey McKinnon. He's, he's emphasizing on how systems are important, how not the profit, but the aspect of how you get the profit is more crucial than getting the profit. Like, right. like on the wrong, he's taking us to the next step, right? So these people are very instrumental to us. So I, I would like, I would jump on an opportunity to give a shout out to these people. Absolutely. They've helped us a lot here. Yeah. At the I mean, same time, like we also invest in our personal developments. Definitely. Like we, we don't feel shy away. We, yeah. Yeah. We have invested like more than five figures now on our personal mm-hmm. development mm-hmm. last year. And right. having not even five figures for my down payment last year to investing in my personal development. So that is the approach you should try because you're saving a lot in the long run. Think of like, don't look at the turn next corner, have a vision from the top. That's what Absolutely. I would like to say. To yeah. Go, no, go, no, go for fast. Sure. That's the only way to scale up. That's the only way. Because you, you, you only know what you know, like you guys said. So to get to the next level, you got to open your mind. You got to invest in yourself. So that, that's that's awesome. And then one more thing I wanted to touch on. I know we wanted, uh, like we talked a lot about uh, the other aspects. So it sounds like you guys are kind of implementing everything. So you have your students, uh, rentals. You, you're you trying to do a little bit of burr, looks like, on this, on this one, hopefully with yeah. your partner. Um, yeah. And then the Airbnb model, the short-term yeah. model, right? So can yeah. you tell us a little bit more about that aspect? How is that going? And how do you guys decide you know what, I'm going to go with Airbnb. What are some of the problems there? So Airbnb, people are hesitant to buy in Cambridge, London. London is now like almost going to Dubai to cash flow, right? So mm-hmm. what's happening right now? I have a, like two units, two units. One is two bedroom, one is studio unit. I furnish the student unit, put five to $10,000 on it, right? Now it's fancy. What's happening next is instead of getting a a rent from the tenant, which is $1,000 at the max from the basement studio unit, where the LTB board can say, F you Ishan, they are, if they don't want to pay, bye-bye to your money. And then you're screwed up with your mortgage. Right. Then uh, another shout out to this guy, Abhay James Fernandez. I wanted to meet this guy and he was great enough to meet me and he was not having time. So he just came to fix his car and Tesla Kitchener station. So I'm like, hey, 6.30, I'll be there. 7 o'clock, yeah, yeah, I'll be there. 
we went for breakfast. He's like, hey, Sean, why don't you do Airbnb? I'm doing the dart as well. That works out quite fine. And I'm like, Sid, you should do Airbnb because then if the landlord tenant board can go bye-bye, like I don't want to use swear words now, but just saying like, I don't have to worry about LTB and what yeah. right? Because when you have a secondary dwelling unit or two units, even if you're, it's your primary residence, the law says it's a separate unit. So if there is a tenant doing illegal activities, you by law have no rights to remove him. Now, until you get the proper document, paperwork, and like I think this is like six, right? eight months. Now, right, right. You have now, to give them the yeah. property in, five, in student yeah. rental in Windsor, there was a person doing air, air like an like a illegal activity. Now, I have shareable amenities. Like there is a law which says that if the amenities are shared and it's a one house, I remove that person out of the house in two days within COVID, right? We don't have that liberty and sits place. So what we decided, let's work based on the strategy. So we are evolving. Based and on the numbers life. also sounded very attractive. Like right? $1,000 long-term tenancy to right now getting 1500 like on the least value from the basement on a mm-hmm. good, good month, we'll get $1,800 from the Airbnb. And what's $1,800? That's basically the mortgage of the whole freaking house. Like, so we, we get to live on the main floor, living in a two bedroom unit by just paying utilities for the house, yeah. which is ridiculous. Yeah. Wow. And this is not even like once we get super pushed, we can get 1800, 1800, easy, 1900, easy. And yeah. this is money coming in from a studio unit, like 450 a, square feet, not but, 450, 400. But square. I would like to add something to that. Yeah. An interesting thing based on the person from pragmatical experience your Airbnb, if it has one bedroom mm-hmm. to like a studio unit, that works more in favor because most of the guests who we have are in related Cambridge. to in Cambridge are related to work. Any kind of work, the general hospital, a surgeon comes here. Someone wants to give a lecture at a university over here or the Toyota plant if someone comes here to work. So everything is regarding work. So it's like a working person would want one BHK or a studio unit. He wouldn't want a lavish two bedroom, right? So right. I would say like, look for a duplex unit, look for, and to like, be honest, it doesn't even age. have to be legal duplex. You know, it's good to have a legal duplex in terms of the banks, but that's like, it's impossible to buy something like that in Cambridge because it's so com- expensive. As long as you have separate entrance, it feels like a yeah. proper separate unit. Yeah. You can work with that as Airbnb. Yeah. But yeah. if you p- purchase the property at 5% down, you have to understand that when you try to sell the property, you have to pay commercial taxes Correct. because you used a portion of the house for business purposes. Correct. So, Correct. so that's what we're uh, getting our corporation set up at the moment so that we can put it under that. And then we kind of save, Correct. we can differ taxes, save taxes as well. Yeah. yeah. So talk to me a little bit about that. So you currently, you purchase this under your own name, right? It's, Absolutely. Uh, Okay, perfect. So now that now that you have Airbnb, how are you going to imp- incorporate that? You're basically saying the bottom entity is separate. Like, can you? Can you I, I'm so not clear what, on that. What, what I'm going to do is, uh, I am the owner of the house, and I am going to rent to our corporation, Cobert Capital. Right. And then Cobert Capital is once he has rented that unit from me, he is mm-hmm. running his own business. Right. So whatever money is being made is not being made by me. It's being made by Cobert Capital. Right. And then we show crazy ton of expenses to defer taxes, like yeah. like save taxes pretty much. Yeah. 
So pretty right. much I'm just renting the unit to Cobert Capital instead of a long-term tenant. Correct. And yeah. on my personal tax filing, I'm not making a lot of money, but the main money is being made in Cobert Capital. And to be honest, I don't even want money on my tax filing because I'm already making <laughs> six figures. It burns my heart to be paying like 30, 40, 60, 60 grand in like taxes every year. And I'm like, man, that is so much. I know. That is more than someone who's <laughs> like someone earns in India. Like his life can be made with that money. And I'm like, yeah, damn, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is crazy. Yeah. So yeah, man. So you yeah. Gotta, and I, I was going to, I was going to also ask like, what are like, so Airbnb, right? Um, another thing I was going to say is, is how does it work in terms of, um, sorry, I forgot the question. Stupid thing for them. Um, I was going to say, so you are asking about the incorporation of taxes. How is it going to help with that? So yeah, it was, there was an incorporation of it. Oh, um, yeah. So yeah. Airbnb is another thing that I'd like, I would like to know is how do the banks look at it? Right. So when you, when you rent a property, yeah. they look so, at their, their income, right? So do they consider that income now or is it going to be, so, this is that their incorporation? Right? Yeah. So I spoke to the bank and they said that since it's Airbnb, we don't consider it mm-hmm. as legal income to increase your buying capacity on anything. Yeah. But what I'm thinking of is once I rent it to Kober Capital, Kober Capital will be a long-term tenant. And then Cobert Capital is doing the Airbnb thing that's on the side, right? That's under Cobert Capital. But I am getting stable monthly income. So I think that is how you can route right. this whole thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the Cobert Capital yeah. is, for example, running the office over there. Yeah. So they can expense their office cost. Yeah. So it's it's very funny, man, yeah. how Donald Trump just paid $750 and you, me and him. Nobody even paid close to him. So we are just trying to learn that. And I think like, I think if you go back to rich dad, poor dad is rule number one is. So if you save taxes from the government, you already are a fucking rich man. You don't need to make a lot of money. I agree. To be honest, you don't need to make a lot of money, right? I totally agree. Yeah. The more you make, the more you get taxed, right? So one of the key things we all need is a good accountant. Because the tax system, there is, there's so many ways of deferring tax or saving tax. So Having a good person like that on your on your team definitely. Very, and we, very, we personally have scale like grown very quickly, so we didn't have all these systems in place. And now, right. now, now, once we spend time with our coach, Corey, yeah. he's like, "You got to find an accountant next week. Get an accountant. Corporation done. You are all you have already started running your Airbnb. You need to get your corporation ready before January. So we're just putting yeah. these things in place now. Yeah." yeah. Wow, that's, that's that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So what other systems in place are you guys trying to put in place? So like, is your long-term goal basically you guys want to be hands-off like, or you want to still be involved in the whole resale game? So we we are, are, are we want to be hands-off in terms of maintaining the property and doing the day-to-day activities, but we want to be hands-on on getting the deals, right. structuring the deals, getting the deal pipeline, the, cap, uh, the, the capital pipeline, getting like, it all set up. Like, Clicking all the dots. I would also like to emphasize there's a book called Money People Deal. It's by Stefan Arneo. It will open your horizon to how money works and how a deal is structured. You might think I'm a small insect in this house, but this small insect is so critical because it can cause issues to an elephant in the house if it goes in the wrong place, right? (laughs) So so there is like, like a deal itself. It has multiple faucets. You might think you're small, but you're very big in long scheme of things. That's what I'm learning. Like I'm right. educating people as well. So having understanding of that, I want to go real estate, not for me. I want to grow with people. 
I want to make sure people understand the value of their money, their assets, their their knowledge, everything. Their HELOCs just lying there, hundred k over there, just being safe. What are you doing? It's it's waste Man, money. It's it waste. burns my heart when I see a person who's like, yeah, I have like a house, expensive house, and I'm just sitting on four hundred k equity, and I'm like, and what are <laughs> you doing with it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, Ah, I want to tear my it, hair apart. Like, why aren't you investing that money? Like, you know how these guys are printing money right now. The government's printing yeah. money. Like, yeah. your money is losing value. That Tim Hortons coffee, which was like more maybe fifty cents back in the days, two dollars, and right. in the future will be five dollars. But yeah. the equity that's sitting in that house, which you're not using, will stay the same. Like, you're so just I, I want money. to find these people, educate them. Right, and I'm not going to ask them to invest with me. I'm just going to tell them, watch me, watch your neighbor investing with me, or watch right. your far-off relative investing with me, or my friend, or someone. Just right. watch and do whatever you like, and then gradually, whoever is smart enough, they will click and That's then correct. grow together. So we want to grow a real estate portfolio for everybody, like yeah, not like, just for us. Like I love the point you made earlier about uh, valuing relationships over money, and I think that's a very key aspect because. Like to your to to your story earlier, if you didn't have a good relationship with your your landlord, right, and if you didn't pay rent, would you be able to buy that property? No, no, right, not at all. It's, it's a very small scale example where yeah. you were a good tenant. You know, you paid your monthly uh, rent and you helped him out, whatever. Maybe so you built that relationship, and now he trusts you. He'd rather yeah. go through you than list it in the market and give it to Correct. someone, right? So yeah. it's all about relationships. It really, really is. Um, so that's 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 very key, absolutely. Especially in the GVs, because uh, a lot of folks that kind of grow too big, I think, is also a little bit of a problem because they go with anybody. So tomorrow, I could get a call and someone says, "Hey, Ross, here's a million dollars. I want to go in." That guy could be like the biggest annoyance to me ever because he wants to control this, he wants things done this way, right? So you have to be very, very uh, careful, smart very about careful, the roles and, and, the, and the, you know the things that each partner does bring to the table as well. Yeah. So, so do you guys now outline that in your in your agreements when you on your JVs? You say you know I'm responsible for this. Like, do you do you emphasize on who does what in your JVs just to make sure? Yeah. That so we we emphasize on the fact that we are active partners and we'll be making all the decisions. And then you are the money partner, so you will be right. taking care of the money. And if we really test the person, and it's just like a rotation of money, we kind of help. Sometimes here and there, like right. at least this JV, we helped him out because, because we trust him. Like, yeah, it's her first. We, as well, we, so. we trust him very well. Yeah, he's yeah. like a very good friend of ours, and it's like if this is the thing that will make or break the deal, too damn hit. Yeah. I'll help you out. But we try to lay the rules up front yeah. and be a little strict in the start. But that's not who we are. Right. We tell that person, but if push comes to shove. Why be on the wrong side when you're doing the things the right way? But right. at the same time, we are all humans. Yeah. So I think another thing with JVs is like how people look at it. Like, oh, I'm putting all the money, and you're making fifty percent of the profit. <laughs> yes. Rather, you have yeah. to understand whatever money you put, you're getting that back, and then whatever is the profit is the share, yeah. or whatever is the loss is the share. But you have to understand that you didn't know nothing, and you just pulled off an almost perfect bird. I am not the smart one. You are the fucking smart one because right. you pulled it off knowing nothing about it. Exactly, you and you learned so one. much on the way. Like, yeah. like you were and, saying, and it's free education. All the access to all the knowledge that I have, and if you ask a question, yes, I cannot say no to you. I'll definitely want to help you out, right? 
But yeah. if a person from the street is like, oh, help me out here. And I'm like, okay, give me five minutes. I also have to do my work, right? So yeah. yeah. Here he has full access to all the knowledge. And and while he's doing a practical, like a burr, he, he can gauge more knowledge. Correct. For sure. For sure. And well, the return out in, in real estate is just yeah. incredible because a lot of folks are more into, you know, they think of stocks, for example, and you're competing and, you, and you're trying to like beat the market, right? So what's, what's a good return on a stock? Let's say 10%. Yeah. Right, ten yeah. percent is like, like a win. You're like, yes, like I made it. SMP, What's the return yeah. on, a, on a real estate investment? Just yeah, so infinite. Just imagine, like, okay, I started, like, it's it's just crazy how much you can make money, right? Like, if you have ten grand in stocks, you make what one grand, right? That's ten percent. Let's right. make it fifty percent. You made what five grand, right? Now imagine if you have thirty. 30k investment you make 15 grand max right and that's like a big amount you make i take that 30 grand i buy this house i make 110 grand yeah because people don't understand that when you're putting that 30 grand in you're not pay, play you're not playing the game of 30 grand now i'm playing the game of 440k that's the purchase price of the house and if it goes even up by a couple percent i just yeah. make 10 grand like that yep you yep. know for sure, for sure. All right, let's let's get into like the the uh, couple of the segments at the end. What what is your favorite place to travel? Everywhere, everywhere, man. everywhere, Excellent. everywhere. So in 2019, we traveled a lot. 2019 start of the year February, I think. Yeah. We were in Mexico ten days. Uh, we didn't spend a lot. We barely spent like 500 bucks because we had plugs everywhere. Like a friend is hooking up with free hostel stay wherever we go. We are yeah. like roaming around. We, we traveled like six six cities in 11 days. Wow. We just spent 600 yeah. bucks. That was like... So we don't go to resorts in that fancy that's store. That's stupid. We go to the cheapest place, the place where we know people. So right. that's how what Toronto living downtown has helped us. We know so many people. So Mexico was so awesome. This was more about the first the culture years. rather than being yeah. in a resort. And, yeah. you know, this was the first <laughs> place where we went after like five years or something like of good staying time here in Canada. Yeah. So one of the first places, then that year itself, we went to Tomorrowland in Belgium. It's a very big music festival. Oh, wow. And I book his ticket. I'm like, don't worry about the money. Pay me later. Life works on debt. So we, <laughs> <laughs> so we, so we went to Tomorrowland in Belgium. We were going to go to Amsterdam before that. So if you're going to Amsterdam or somewhere before COVID, there was like an Air Portugal flight, which gives you an extra layover how many days you want in Portugal. So we stayed two days in Lisbon. Beautiful city. Amazing. Yeah. Then comes my favorite city of all. Barcelona. Barcelona. So beautiful. Stayed one week over there in Barcelona. The best city ever. There's so many things to do. It's a proper tourist <laughs> trap where you can spend like a good one, one and a half week and still you have another one and a half week worth yeah. of stuff to do so, and it's just beautiful so, the culture so, i think i am absolutely fall in love with barcelona. spanish culture like mexico <laughs> barcelona and yeah. i think portuguese culture is also very similar to spanish yeah. so i kind of like yeah. lisbon as well so, yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 it's funny all those places you guys men mentioned i've been there uh, i did the same oh, thing wow. except for tomorrowland that was on my list 
I think, <laughs> I think, oh, COVID, man. <laughs> I didn't get to go to Tomorrowland, but I did go to uh, Ibiza. So yeah, I did, I did see Divigera. So let me make it interactive. You tell me your favorite places because I don't know if anybody's going to ask you. So let me ask you. Yeah, I love it. Right? Uh, absolutely. So my, my favorite place has been Portugal. I absolutely love Portugal. Oh, love it. Uh, we, we visited Lisbon. We went to uh, the Algarves. I don't know if you guys been to there. Algarves is like basically just by the water. It's like caves. It's the most beautiful beaches ever. It's, I so I it's I close to Lisbon. Three hours, three hours away. Three hours, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. So I did like a, we did like the whole Euro trip. So we went to Barcelona. We went to Madrid. We went to wow. uh, Portugal. Uh, we went. We also went to Biza. We, we so we saw nice. David Guetta perform. Um, I even met Armin van Buren. Oh, at nice. the airport. Yeah, we went wow. to his concert the night before, and then I ran into him at the airport. It was it was unbelievable. It was, wow. it was an wow. amazing experience. Yeah, like. You know, I love Liam Shuffle as well. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, for me, for me personally, like again, I, I, I am, I'm so big on spending money on experiences. I'm not about materialist stuff. Same here, because because those you memories to you're gonna remember for the rest of your life. You're not gonna remember that exactly. iPhone you bought ten years ago, right? Definitely, you're gonna remember that definitely. concert. <laughs> yeah, so, so true, so true. One more thing, I'm gonna ask you guys, okay? Yes. Shah Rukh Khan or Salman Khan? Whoa, I, I. So you wouldn't believe this. I studied in the school of Shah Rukh Khan back in India. So oh, no I'm way. always Shah Rukh Khan. Yeah. Shah, Shah Rukh Khan all the way. He has had the most humble beginnings ever. And his name is still there on the board as the all-rounder for that year. And so, like, Shah Rukh Khan. For sure. For those that want to connect with you guys, I mean, wh- how can they connect with you and where can they reach you? So they can reach us on our personal uh, social media channels. For us, it's uh, ishan.khobare on Instagram and Ishan Kobre on Facebook. For him, it's uh, kid you not underscore Sid, and we have our business page, which is kobre.cap. Put those on the show notes, and then, yeah, I mean, feel free to reach out uh, to uh, both Sid uh, and Ishan. There are some fantastic resources. So yeah. anybody looking for, for you know, JV partnership or even just learning about the real game, definitely, yeah, definitely follow them. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're great people to have in your, on your side. Trust me. <laughs> Thank you, Ross. You're too kind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I appreciate it. Again, thank you guys so much for joining us tonight. I mean, uh, this has been a fantastic episode. Thank you so much for tuning to today's episode. I hope you were able to get some great golden nuggets out of it. The kindest thing that you could do is share this podcast across all social media to help as many people as possible. If you like this podcast or have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram or YouTube. I'll post the links in the show notes for those accounts so you can find me. I love bouncing ideas off people and I love talking real estate. Thanks, and I'll see you in the next episode. Remember, financial freedom is just a few properties away.